Coming up on Studos America, Glenn Beck tells us how the left and the media are failing Cuba. We may be living through the death of kindergarten. Hmm, it's bizarre. We'll look at the numbers. And our favorite governor in New York is finally heading for the exits. Let's do Andrew Cuomo's resignation. Stu does America. <sighs> it's a big day today. It's a big day, everyone. Well, he's America's governor, the love gov. The only guy smart enough, tough enough to get us through this crisis. He's Andrew Cuomo with his no-nonsense daily briefings, viewed by millions of people around the world, a commitment to truth-telling and a science-based plan for flattening the curve, Andrew Cuomo filled the void. New York's governor soon became the nation's governor and a standard bearer for the organized response we so desperately needed. That could have been from any news story about Andrew Cuomo written in 2020. Instead, it's from the press release from this crappy book. Yes, his book, American Crisis. Ugh. Highlighted in this New York Times piece, a publisher's worst nightmare, <laughs> how Cuomo's book became a cautionary tale. It highlights one of the most incredible, historic, well-earned, and most deserved collapses in American political history. To take you back to those days when Cuomo was the darling of almost every celebrity and media source not featuring a lovingly overweight guy wearing the same suit every night, here you go. David, we're sitting by for Governor Cuomo's press conference, his daily briefing. How would you contrast Cuomo and President Trump's handling of the crisis? Truth versus mendacity. Governor Cuomo um, out there day after day after day, everything Trump isn't. Honest, direct, brave. Real leadership of the kind the president of the United States should have provided. Governor Cuomo is clearly living in a totally different reality, the actual one, than the president of the United States. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader. For a lot of people, Andrew Cuomo has become the leader of the Democratic Party. He is conveying incredible strength. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you would sending soldiers off to war. This has been a remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. He's providing hope but not false hope. Governor Cuomo, no. I think, is, is, is one of the heroes on, on the front lines. With all of this adulation that you're getting for doing your job, are you thinking about running for president? Andrew Cuomo, who has a daily television show now uh, and has become in some ways the shadow uh, president. Maybe Trump is just a little bit mad that Governor Cuomo has become a kind of acting president. Dealing mm -hmm. with hardship actually makes you stronger. That's what Governor Cuomo said earlier today. That's what I'm gonna go teach my kids right now at home. There you go. The Times described the bidding frenzy for book companies to get the rights to Cuomo's book, crown an imprint of Penguin Random House, beat out competitors with an offer of more than $5 million. It was a gamble on an author whose previous memoir sold fewer than 4,000 hardcover copies, and it backfired spectacularly. Mmm, <laughs> sure did. Think about this for a second. In October, this book gets released, highlighting his supposed and delusionary vision of his own leadership. And 10 months later, 
the same people he was bragging about leading were able to oust him from the governor's mansion. Incredible. You've been here the entire time with me, and I really appreciate that. Cuomo show after Cuomo show after Cuomo show. Through all the twists, all the turns, and all the promos for Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. So you know this story. This is not a story of a good governor who did a hell of a job, as Joe Biden said. It's not a story of an effective leader falling victim to his own weakness. This is not a story about an understandable mistake made in a perilous time. This is a story about a man who was wrong at every single moment of the pandemic. A man who oversaw the single worst COVID response in America. A man who was pocketing millions on the backs of dead New Yorkers while fundling his underlings. All of this was completely uninteresting to the media until the last couple of months. And they, met, they basically massaged his profile into a mid-70s approval rating until reality had no choice but to force their eyes open like a clockwork orange. And even after the details were known of that ghoulish health directive of March 25th, 2020, the media continued to run interference for Cuomo. They characterized it as a difficult decision made in the fog of war on the virus. It was March after all. Who could have known? Who could have known? Who could have known that it would be a bad idea to guarantee the import of a highly contagious virus into the bedroom of an infirmed 80 year old? Gee, I don't know. It's a real head scratcher, everybody. You want to talk about a challenging puzzle to solve? I don't know. If only we had someone around with the ability to achieve an occasional coherent thought, then maybe we could have figured this one out. Think, think about it this way. Think about it this way. I mean this sincerely. If it was your direct intent to kill as many old people as possible, what about this policy, would you change? When things were at their worst, Andrew Cuomo downplayed the danger and told New Yorkers to stop being so worried. Then, after COVID had burned through much of the population, he overcorrected into nonsensical lockdowns and restrictions and held them there while his state slowly crumbled. He then released a book of fictional self-praise almost to the day of the start of the next wave of the virus and saw his detected cases rise again 12-fold to record highs. Through this, he was arranging and transporting tests with government resources to his rich friends and his stupid brother, Chris Cuomo. Chris, Mr. Trust the Science himself, who treated his own COVID case with various spices, fruits, and electromagnetic energy, broke his own quarantine and then faked his own emergence from it on what some refer to as a news network. CNN, which instituted a, you can only interview your brother on TV when we think things are going well for him policy, somehow sat by and did nothing 
as both Cuomo's participated in every single violation of journalistic ethics that have ever been conceived. As the report shows, Chris Cuomo actually wrote, wrote Andrew Cuomo's initial statement to the media about his brother's Gropapalooza tour over the past few years. Think about that. While CNN was supposedly trying to cover the news, their own anchor, Chris Cuomo, was actually writing the news. You'd think that would piss CNN off. Doesn't seem to. Andrew Cuomo didn't resign. He is incapable of resigning. He is only leaving office because he knows with certainty that they were going to drag him out of that mansion in disgrace. And even then, he gave himself two weeks notice and two more weeks to torture the people of New York on the way out the door. So how should we feel about all this? I will say it's a little complicated. We should feel happy for the people of New York who don't have to deal with one of its worst, I don't know, five citizens as their governor. The other four, by the way, are all Cuomo's too, in case you were interested. Fun fact. We should feel happy for the women who were abused, both verbally and physically and sexually and through the media for having their voice heard. We should feel happy for people like Janice Dean, who saw the direct results of Cuomo's revolting behavior on her family and who fought tirelessly to make sure Andrew Cuomo was held responsible. But on the other side, we have to remember what this guy has done. While his various forms of harassment are important and criminal charges are possible for Cuomo and many members of his staff, the nursing home scandal and his other COVID-related assaults on the population still sit out there. Resignation with $18 million in the bank is not a suitable punishment for sending thousands of people to an early grave. Andrew Cuomo needs to be held accountable for this. Chris Cuomo needs some accountability too, as does CNN. What they're doing with Chris Cuomo is a disgrace to journalism. There's no other way to look at it. And the rest of the media should do a little soul searching too. You guys elevated this man to the level of COVID God while he was covering up the deaths of grandparents with one hand and cupping the breasts of an underling with another. You knew he was a terrible person in every single way and still promoted him to the level of America's governor just so you could stick it to the former president, I think. Was that worth it? Was that right? You know, I got, uh, I got something in the mail a while ago. And I said I wouldn't open it up until this douche actually resigned. And I will say, I never thought I would actually get to open it. But just like the rest of this journey with Andrew Cuomo, let's do it together today. I will say, hopefully it's actually in here because this is going to be, this is going to be like a Geraldo's vault situation if it's not. Ah. And here it is. Trying to angle it for those viewers on television, for those podcast viewers. You might remember this. It's the poster Andrew Cuomo started selling to brag about his performance and then try to dunk on southern states, which to this day, by the way, have a far lower death rate than New York. 
And this one's kind of special. Mm-hmm. It's a real one right here. Signed by the love gov himself, Andrew Cuomo. It says, Excelsior, Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> what a douche this guy is. Excelsior, by the way, means higher, which is exactly where cases went after this poster leaves off, in case you were interested in that little fun fact as well. What kind of person makes something like this? What kind of person would do this? Do you know anyone in your life who would do something like this? Who would brag about this situation? What kind of monster would make a cartoon about tens of thousands of his own citizens dying, especially when he's responsible for so many of them? Andrew Cuomo would. Andrew Cuomo did. But yes, Andrew Cuomo is gone. No matter what happens next, always remember this one additional fact that is so, so important. Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. They can. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. HR manager salaries aren't cheap either. We're talking $70,000 a year. So what do you do? Bambi is there to help you through all of this stuff. B-A-M-B-E-E is the name of the company. They were created specifically for small business. Now, one of the things, if you get into a service like this and you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm never going to be able to get the right person on the line. They're never going to know any of the details. It's not the way Bambi works. You have a dedicated HR manager and they are available by phone, email, or real-time chat. Onboarding, terminations, uh, all that stuff uh, that you need to get done to customize uh, your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day. And it's all $99 a month, $99 a month. Month to month, there's no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. Go to Bambi.com slash stew right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash stew. Don't forget the slash stew part of the address because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Bambi.com slash stew. Happy to welcome back to the program the one and only Glenn Beck. Let me just talk right directly to the audience. Mm -hmm. This show is almost over in more ways than one. And my show is coming up soon. So just hold on. Just hold on. You can do it. (laughs) Don't run away yet is what you're saying? I'm saying, you know, it's like stay awake. Stay awake and uh, don't turn. Don't turn away. Yeah, because it's coming coming up at 9 p.m. Eastern. We do have a big special. uh, Uh, It's called uh, Cuban Spring Debunking the Left's Lies About SOS Cuba. (laughs) Yeah, You said that like... You were almost reading it. Almost. I know you weren't. No, I know. But it- <laughs> well, I, I kind of got confused at the title. Yeah, okay. So why don't you explain it to us? Here, the title? Us mortals. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> SOS Cuba, do people know what SOS Cuba hashtag is? Hashtag SOS Cuba. Yeah, Cuba. yeah I, I would hope so. That's, um, you know, the hashtag that's going around that is trying to bring attention to the people that are um, being uh, now imprisoned without... Uh, summary trials they have to, that that's what they get without a real trial right. without an attorney mm-hmm. it's a summary trial and you're tried as groups bring in another 10 and then there's no evidence there's nothing you don't have an attorney you don't have a chance to speak out and then they sentence you 
and you go to wherever they're sending these people, we don't know. Um, there was a document that came out. Uh, it was a Google Doc, got out of uh, Cuba, went to the Washington Post. There are 805 names on it, I think. Mm. Um, and, these, and some of them are children, children that were scooped up by the police. They have no idea where they are. And the parents are being told, don't ask. Don't ask about your loved one. If you ask about your loved one, they may receive a harsher sentence. And if this gets out, they will receive a harsher sentence for sure. 800 families have decided we have to tell the world. Why is no one really paying attention to this? Seems like kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, And the summary trial is basically like, we're just going to summarize you're all guilty. That's yeah. essentially what we're looking at. Yeah, it's not a real trial. It's a, it's, we're bringing you guys in. You guys were caught in the streets, and you're plotting against the government, and uh, see you later. You're this guilty. This is incredible. I'm, are you su- I, I hate to ask if you're surprised, but are you surprised at all that there's been no... I, I feel like... I think we're a country that's dead inside. That's kind of where yeah, that, that was the answer I was expecting. Yes. Yeah. I think we don't, we're just, we don't seem to be interested in we this on Hong Kong and any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Taiwan is next. Mm. Taiwan is next. And once Taiwan falls, America has zero power and credibility in the world. Zero. Zero. Mm, because why? because China will know nobody's going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. So where do they go next? What do they take next? Yeah, this reminds me of, remember in the middle of the, the George Floyd Black Lives Matter riots, and it's in Minnesota, they're burning down targets, they're burning down auto zones, Wendy's are going down mm-hmm. all over the place. And then at one point they go up to a police precinct, yes. and they're like, you know what, we're going to go in there and burn that down too. And the police are like, okay, go on in, we're going to move to another place. And it sent a signal like it wasn't just like, OK, there's so let me, let me give you a let me give you a that's a great example. But let me give you a historic example. Sure. Uh, 1939. Oh, huh. OK, 1939. Uh, Hong Kong was uh, was the Sudan OK, Taiwan will be Poland. They knew that they took they knew that mm. we weren't going to do anything in Hong Kong. We are bound to do something in Taiwan. We won't do anything. We're not doing anything for the people in Cuba. There is no voice for freedom. There is no bastion of freedom. Canada's doing anything. They're not doing anything. England, they're not doing anything. France, no. Nobody in the world is hearing the cry of Cuba. That shows you what kind of country we're going to be going, what kind of world we're going into. That one too, like, you know, Cuba, this is not the 60s, right? There's not a Russian Soviet protectorate, essentially, in Cuba. China and Venezuela. Yeah, China, they have China and Venezuela, but Taiwan is even more direct when it comes to China. I mean, like, you know, to the point of like, people cover the news in about Taiwan and won't say it's a country. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember when the, the lady who was asking about covid with the World Health Organization I know. and saying, hey, uh, you know, what, what about the cases in Taiwan? They've been able to keep it down. And they're like, well, cases in China are low. Like they don't even want to admit uh, that Taiwan is a place. Correct. And they take they take you know, they take this. I mean, do we think this is in the immediate future? How close is this? Taiwan? I don't know. I, I, it could be at any time, mm-hmm. but it will be 
game-changing when it happens. Mm. I think you're going to, you know, there, it won't come by itself. Like Hong Kong didn't come by itself. It came with COVID. Uh, when the world is distracted and it's an easy excuse for us to say we're busy, let's not pay attention to it. That's yeah. when it will happen. Uh, let me switch gears to Andrew Cuomo here for a second. Now, you've, as you know, Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. I know. Uh, I've been, you allowed me to rant on radio about Andrew Cuomo for a very long time. Because you were right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I watched a lot of this stuff to, you know, obsessive, um, perhaps unhealthy uh, detail. <laughs> <laughs> but you're seeing this, I think, like in more of a, you don't have to dive into every single detail. You've had other more important things to cover through this time. How do you see this whole Cuomo thing and how it's unfurled? Are you surprised by it? Uh, you already asked me that question. You keep asking me that question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that question means what it used to mean. <laughs> I know. Um, I am, I just think it is the, uh, uh, just another example in a long list of examples of what happens to a society when the media doesn't care, mm. when the media is on the wrong side. No, none of these people care about these 11 girls. None of them. None of them. None of them. Okay. It's a convenient way to get politics done. It's a convenient way to get him out of the way. So more progressive people who are lined up like the attorney general to go in. If they really cared about things, they would have cared about the women and the men that died in the nursing homes that he was directly responsible for. But they're all involved in that. They're all involved in that cover-up uh, and in that uh, uh, scandal of COVID. The media doesn't care about anything except the progressive win. And without media, there's nothing. And they are silencing voices. Rand Paul was just silenced. He spoke in the well of the Senate. And I don't know if most Americans understand the significance of that. Mm -hmm. But that has like, you know, uh, you know, double dog daria. Yeah. There's the there's the First Amendment. Yeah. And then there's the well of the Senate, which is double dog dare you on. Yeah. You cannot <laughs> cancel my speech. It's tongue to the to the flagpole. Uh, <laughs> right. It, it is, is that level. OK. Yeah. Because I mean, this is why. Harry Reid famously accused Mitt Romney of not paying his taxes from the well, well of the Senate. Senate. They couldn't do anything about no. it, even though he was blatantly lying and in any other circumstance could be sued for. It. And he knows it. Mm -hmm. And he knew it mm -hmm. at the time. He admitted it after the election. He knew it. And that's why he spoke there. Now you are censoring someone in the well of the Senate I'm telling you, the cases keep getting bigger and bigger of if they can do that to them, what do you think they're going to do to you? You have no chance. They at least have power. They at least have a voice. Um, the, the problem with, uh, with uh, Cuomo was he's an example of the government we're going to deserve and get very soon. Hmm. So what? He says that. He puts his hand up your shirt, cups your breast. You're not going to say anything. Oh, you're really going to cry? Oh, really? Who do you think they're going to believe? It's we are headed towards Cuomo on steroids. Steroids. I keep thinking as you've, because you've, you've been outlining this, uh, you underlined it on radio today. 
and uh, you have over the past couple of weeks about how all of this is coming together. I keep thinking of that scene from the Star Wars series where they're like in the trash compactor and it's coming closer and they're like jamming like the, the poles yeah. to try to keep it open a little bit longer. The walls feel like they're closing in. Uh, we have this $3.5 trillion spending that is coming out, which is basically a blank check. Please fill it in, House. What do you guys want to spend this on? There's a lot of structure here, though, involved. It's not just spending. So we were, you know, a few weeks ago, we were like, there's no infrastructure in this. What are you talking about infrastructure? Yeah. They're not building roads and bridges. They're building the framework of a new society. Mm. Okay. I honestly think that I don't know how many, but I'm sure there's at least somebody that was involved calling it the infrastructure that's smirking the whole time going, those sons of bitches, yeah. they have no idea what's coming. Yeah, because I mean, cause the conservative response to this has been like, oh, they're calling, uh, you know, uh, family home leave. <laughs> that's not infrastructure. Yeah, it is. That They're looking it's, at this totally different. They're looking at this as infrastructure for a totally new society. The more uh, I'm just finishing the book on the Great Reset, mm. um, I spent all day yesterday on it. And I, I have to tell you, it is when we started it a year ago, we were still kind of a metal detector on a beach going, there's a piece of this and there's a piece of this. But we couldn't see that a plane had landed and was buried in the sand. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, now we do. And what's terrifying about it is it's not Glenn Beck saying this might happen. It's too late. Now I am showing you. I will show you the plane and I will show you how they have already built it. They just haven't turned it on. This three point five trillion dollars, along with the with the what billion or trillion and a half yesterday, mm -hmm. those are two halves to a whole. You start to, and, and then you need one more piece, and that is reconciliation. You put all of this stuff together and you've got a machine. And it's a machine that will silence people. It will absolutely get rid of capitalism as we know it. It will put you under ESG. It will make sure that if you're not farming the way they want you to farm, you're not doing whatever they want with cattle and beef. You're not going to be doing it anymore. It puts the, the elites at the very top. They will never, ever be harmed. Anyone who is not in the elite, even if you're very wealthy, you don't play along, you're done. Anybody, and I mean $5 million, you're a millionaire, $5 million. You're not an elite, $10 million. You're not an elite. You're not an elite. If you play along, you'll be allowed to keep it. If not, you're out, you're out. And the average person is just a cog. We are going back to lords and ladies and serfs. Mm. So how much of this was put into place under Obama? And is they're growing that? Yeah. Or is this just all, they're going, the pedal no. to the metal right what now? Was, what was the, I think what the Clinton administration did was corrupt our, uh, the beginnings of the corruption of our um, uh, big state, if you will. They corrupted it politically and monetized, began to monetize. In the Clinton administration. In the Clinton administration and after. That, when they got out of power, it was Clinton, it was Clinton's people that made that deep state grow deep, okay? 
Obama wanted to do what's being done now. But Clinton had had uh, her her talons into that administration with all the people. So they corrupted the deep state totally. Then Obama started building this infrastructure and putting things into bills that we're now seeing come to fruition now. But Biden's not running his administration. It's Obama who has his talons in this one now. Mm. And you don't see an easy way out of this or any. <laughs> what should I say? Any way out of this? Uh, I do uh, see a way out, but it's not something that uh, that anyone is going to listen to. It's just not. Um, <laughs> they're going to just dismiss it. And it's mm-hmm. it's you have to act locally. Mm-hmm. You must strengthen local. You've got to pull your kids out of school if there's a if there's an inch of ground lost on uh, CRT. Um, and that, if that means you stay home and just teach your children, then that's what you do. Um, you have to start doing business with local people, do local business as much as possible. Make sure you have a farmer's market. Um, make sure if you want to protest, you are protesting. You want Coca-Cola to feel it, then go to the local bottling company. Okay, They're local people. Go to your local subway because it's a franchise and say, I'm not doing business until until Subway stops putting these these anti-American people as the spokespeople for spokes uh, for for Subway. Oh, I mean, look, I'm not a big Ma- Megan Rapinoe fan, but it is an improvement from Jared. <laughs> I mean, at least she's not that we know of actively engaged in yes, child porn that, that we know of. So that's uh, a slight step up. Yeah. And we have to. We have to come together on things that we agree on. And I don't know what they are, but if you are a Democrat and you will give me, give me eight, give me seven. I'm, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 go to, I'll go to six of the Bill of Rights. Give me six of those mm-hmm. and I will fight with you. Some of this crazy stuff, I think there is actually room to align with Democrats and I think so people. too. Um, and it's if, going if to become more and more apparent very soon. All right, Glenn Beck, the new special is Cuban Spring debunking the left's lies about hashtag SOS Cuba. Was that better? That's better. That was That's better. better. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the, it's going to be a great show. Seriously, don't miss it. Uh, best way you can watch, of course, is a Blaze TV account. Just head to blazetv.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, you'll save 10 bucks on your subscription. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Glenn Beck happens to be a person who eats a lot of built bars. How do I know? There he is. Well, there he is. You can now see him in the in the shot. Thank you. You're welcome uh, for that. Actually, uh, Lisa, uh, my wife, I think one of the first people that I know, at least that, that found built bars, talked to Tanya. And Tanya then was that's where that dies usually, right? Like, yeah, our wives talk. And then, and then we were going to go out the other day, like a couple yeah. weeks ago. No, it went to our wives they and went it to died. Us and it died. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah. That's, that's, they don't want to see either of us, let I alone together. So. They'll go together. <laughs> yeah. They'll go have oh, lunch yeah. and stuff. But get the four of us together? No. Nope. I think they hung out like a few times yeah. since that. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. don't care. Yeah. The Bill Bar thing was interesting because, you know, Lisa got really high on them because she loves that they're healthy and chocolatey and delicious and, and great. Tanya, same thing. They told you about them, though, and you were just like... Well, Tanya was like, because they're like, she's like, you need to eat these. These are really healthy. And I'm like, 
Uh, no. <laughs> and she's like, they're really good. No, you started with they're really healthy. And she was like, you got to get into shape. You got to get healthy. You're really mm. not doing well. You got to eat these. <laughs> and I'm like, good, no, it? no, I'm not. Yeah, right. I'm going to be fat <laughs> in spite of this. Uh, and uh, mm. and so then I tried them and I t- only tried them because she was gone and there was nothing to eat. Now. <laughs> Swear to yeah, you, that yeah. is it. And I was like. This is like a Mounds bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tastes like a candy bar. Yeah, it's really a candy bar that also on the side happens to be good for you. If you go to built.com, use the promo code Stu15, you'll save 15% off your first order. My wife loves them. Glenn's wife loves them. Glenn even loves them. I love them. He even loves them too. Stu15 is the promo code 15% off at built.com. Have I mentioned Andrew Cuomo is awful? Dot com. You know, he's still awful, even though he's no longer uh, officially. Well, like, you know, here's the thing. He is officially governor still. Uh, he gave himself that 14 days. Totally plausible. He just reverses himself. and goes back in uh, to the governor's office and says, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not resigning. Screw you. Totally possible. We'll see what happens. Um, Andrew Cuomo is awful dot com. Still available. Also, Chris Cuomo is worse.com. And I will say that one might become more important here in the next few weeks, because I think if you look at the way that this these stories were leaked to the press, I think there's a serious reason that they feel Chris Cuomo's in trouble and they're trying to pawn him off as the reasonable one who counseled his his brother to resign when he didn't want to. I don't buy that for a second. I think they're trying to control this uh, narrative. We'll see what happens with that. Let me give you a couple things about uh, COVID that are going on. Uh, all sort of disturbing. So, I mean, we've already talked about Andrew Cuomo. What could get worse? Let's try. Uh, the kindergarten exodus is a really interesting article from the New York Times. And the reason why I bring it up is because they are now saying like a million children who are supposed to be in school, either online or in person, never showed up. We don't know what's going on with them. And of course, obviously, like, you know, sometimes records get mixed up with some kids and everything. But the belief is a lot of parents kind of like got scared of COVID, just didn't send them to school or do anything in uh, in certain areas. As the pandemic upended life in the United States, more than one million children who had been expected to enroll in these schools did not show up either in person or online. The missing students were concentrated in the younger grades with the steepest drop in kindergarten. More than 340,000 students, according to government data. Analysis by the New York Times and Stanford University shows in 33 states, 10,000 local public schools lost at least 20% of their kindergartners. It's a weird story, and we may need to spend more time on it here as it goes. Do we have the map? I mean, the schools are spread out all over the place. Um, You can kind of see this is the New York Times map. Tons and tons of schools all over the place. In Philadelphia, something like 28% drop in kindergarten enrollment. Very, very strange story, and we'll kind of get more on that. Uh, in Germany, there's a very strange story as well. Where So you had a, a nurse who uh, was injecting patients with the COVID vaccine. And I guess she was an anti-vax nurse. And you'd say, that's kind of a weird job, right? Uh, to take if you, if you don't like the vaccine, why would you want to be a nurse injecting people with a vaccine? Ah, But there was a hack to the system. Yes, this nurse hacked the system successfully and figured out what if instead of injecting him with the COVID vaccine, I just inject him with saline. So apparently this one nurse in Germany injected 8,600 patients 
with with the saline instead of the covid vaccine because you know they weren't a big fan of the covid vaccine now look i hear a lot of people talking about vaccine choice and it is important to note even if as as i am as well i don't believe in government mandates on vaccines i don't think they're a good thing and i don't think they should be ha happening uh, however, it also sh you shouldn't do that. Like that's really bad. You shouldn't inject 8,600 people with saline. That's kind of a medical uh, malpractice uh, suit waiting to happen. I'm sure. We'll give you more details as, as those come in. And also kind of a sad story um, about uh, Phil Valentine. If you don't know who Phil is, he's been a big conservative radio star in Nashville for many, many years. Uh, one of the biggest personalities in Nashville. Um, he, you know, and, and he's been coming to the news lately for kind of like the typical mainstream media reason, which basically he, they have a couple of quotes of him saying things that were kind of skeptical about the vaccine. Uh, and then he got COVID and, you know, went into really serious troubles uh, with it. So, of course, the, the media is sort of exploiting that to say, look, this person said bad things about the vaccine and now he's really sick. Uh, now, Phil Valentine himself has apparently said, uh, he, you know, he, I don't think he was against the vaccine, but he's he, kinda, he says, I wish I was a little bit more uh, vehemently pro vaccine um, as he was uh, talking about that. But the more important thing is, uh, you know, they're talking about him having issues with his lungs. He was on a ventilator for a while. Uh, you know, look, this, you know, unfortunately, it looks pretty serious. And for a guy who's been fighting for conservative values for a very long time, um, it is uh, it's just it's something I think maybe we should uh, if you have a moment to say a prayer today uh, for Phil Valentine. Uh, it'd be worth it. Uh, you, you know, I you know, hate to lose anybody, of course, but this is a guy who's been, I think, fighting for the Constitution and, and what's right for a, a good long time. And we wish him the well, or we wish him well and, and wish him the best. Uh, Phil Valentine, back in a second. No matter how you're feeling about getting back out there, there's no denying it's kind of an adjustment. And occasionally the world gets too loud. Uh, you want to kind of create your own soundtrack by popping in your Raycons. Now, I traveled uh, over vacation, as you know, I just got back. And I have my Raycons with me. Why? Because I'm a sensible American. I didn't want to listen to anyone. And, you know, this whole thing about, hey, we're all going to get back together and we'll have all these conversations. Eh kind of liked not talking to everybody all the time. So, you know, you, know, you put you pop in your uh, earbuds, you get to listen to a great podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, um, I think a little bit earlier on uh, that I'm on the Megan Kelly uh, show today, um, which is pretty cool. I had a great conversation with Megan about Andrew Cuomo. Get your Raycons on, pop over to the Megan Kelly podcast, listen to one of the great Blaze podcasts, not to mention great music as well. And they cost like half as much as some of these other brands. Raycons fit flat in your ear. They're little earbuds. They fit flat in your ear. They don't dangle down like the Apple ones. And they come with a 45 day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try. You'll see what I mean. Create your own soundtrack with Ray soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, listeners can get 15% off your Raycon order uh, at buyraycon.com slash stew b-u-y-r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash stew you'll save 15 percent off on your raycons you gotta have raycons get them now buy raycon.com slash stew buy raycon.com slash stew in a small way your network is involved in this story because of course the governor's brother chris cuomo has his show the cuomo zone on, uh, is that what it's, it's called? I don't remember what it's called, but the Cuomo, Cuomo so, Prime Time. Cuomo Prime, three, 360 Cuomos. And, 
and he, the New York Times, has just reported a, a report just dropped because it had been alleged that he was helping his brother with his, you know, his communications team. New York Times is reporting that that's true. Chris was helping his brother. What's has that created any conflict over at CNN behind closed doors? Are people mad at him, or is he is he in trouble? Some people are mad at him. By the way, I can confirm the New York Times report. I'll I'll confirm it for your viewers. I also have a source that says Chris was on the phone with his brother this week. Is your source Chris him. Cuomo? He is not. He is not. You gotta have boundaries. You gotta draw lines. Why? He doesn't. Uh, I think he does, actually. Really? I think Chris does. I don't know about the governor. What are the boundaries? I think Chris does. What are the boundaries? The boundary that, that CNN management presented to him in May when, so when they dumb. admitted he screwed up. They said, yeah. you know, what you did was inappropriate. You were on the phone with your brother's aides advising them on what to do, and that was inappropriate. Oh, it's but the they aides. said, that's, that's of course important. you're gonna talk to your brother. You know, there's nothing more important than. But he didn't talk question. about his brother once the trouble started. He that's said, I'm right. not gonna talk about my brother. And that was also a management ruling. And so the but way why didn't I they rule that way when his brother was on the show pretty much every night mm. uh, during the yeah, COVID crisis. I think it's really that complicated. That seems like an odd uh, conflict of rules. It is an odd conflict, but I don't think uh, if we open up the journalism ethics book, there's no page for this. It's. I would agree. There is no page for what CNN is doing in the journalistic, journalistic ethics book. Not there. Also, it's not complicated. I mean, I mean, look, Brian's in an impossible spot, uh, obviously here, and I don't know. You know I mean, I, there's no, I don't, there's no good way to do what he's trying to do um, here. Uh, but it is a, it's an embarrassing thing that CNN is a try to walk here. The idea that the important part of the story is that Andrew, or Chris Cuomo was talking to the the aides of Andrew Cuomo. Why would that matter? You know, he's talking to the actual guy. It's worse. Uh, just a total catastrophe. <laughs> Honestly, a Cuomo catastrophe over at CNN. Back in a second. Okay. So here's what happened. Guy goes in, tries to rob a bank. He has a note, so he doesn't have to say these things out loud. He hands the teller the note. Teller comes back. It works. Gives him cash. He leaves. Gets away with it. Goes to a second bank with another note. Hands them the note. Everything works out again. Gets the cash again. Goes to the third bank. And when he's at the third bank, he hands them the note. And the teller holds out. Does not give him the cash. And there's a lot of bravery, you'd think, that would go into something like that. Because you could just be shot, right? Like, this guy's trying to rob a bank. However, this one wasn't actually bravery. The problem was his handwriting was too sloppy. <laughs> Here's the note, and I mean, I'll try to read it. To me, it says, your serum won't stop. What? Nine? I mean, I can't. It's real. Look, if you're going to rob a bank, boys and girls, make sure you use your best handwriting. Okay? That's the tip of the day here from Studas America. If you're stealing a bunch of money, write neatly. All right, before we go, andrewcomoisawful.com. We've got the shirts. We've got the mugs. We've got, I think there's probably masks out there, which you don't really need anymore. All of, uh, we've had so many people send in the pictures of them and their shirts or drinking from their mugs. We love that. Send those in today because all week I want to show them to the, audi to the audience. Uh, so if you have an Andrew Cuomo is Awful mug or shirt, take a picture of yourself, send it uh, to me at Studas America on Twitter.